Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. Eight minutes after one. Good afternoon. My name is Pimelo Motine. You're on Life Happens. Deputy Minister of Social Development joins us now on the line, Ms. Henrietta Bukhopa Zulu. Thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Bukhopa Nikolsu. Good afternoon. We thank God for our lives. We thank God too. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. I know that yesterday that you released the budget, the uh, Social Development National Budget, and uh, some things have changed. I was let me just before before people call in and as they're calling in, I want to just ask you about one or two things that are in the budget um, that the budget has been reduced somewhat from fifteen billion to um, from fifteen billion. Why was that the case? Thank you very much. Uh, the one thing that we must explain is that due to uh, COVID and our uh, struggling uh, economy, all of the departments have uh, received a, a a kind of like a, a seven to ten percent cut in our budget, in our baseline budget. So that is um, all that that treasury did. But I must also say to South Africans. Um, for us, we also received an, an additional uh, a budget. Uh, even though our baseline was cut, we did receive a, a number of conditional grants uh, that actually topped up what we have lost. Uh, among them is obviously the relief for ECDs so that we can get our ECDs back uh, into action, especially those that cannot... Those that cannot... Um, supply their own PPE, etc. So when we look at what has been uh, cut and what we finally received, um, we can say to South Africa, uh, given the circumstances, we kind of come possible and think we will be able to serve them with the budget that we have now. Okay, so 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 let, let me just go back. So it was reduced from 197 billion to 182, which is a 15 billion rand reduction. However, there was a supplement um, that you were given for PPEs. We got a supplement. Uh, first, we got 1.2 billion rand for ECG in addition. Mm. And then you'd remember we got uh, 33, uh, 35 billion in addition for the 350 relief uh, fund. Uh, so those uh, two put together uh, actually gave us back what we had lost. The, the difference is that it is in a conditional grant. The conversation about this 350 grant has escalated to people bringing up the fact that it should be something that's extended. Do you want to comment on that? Uh, to be told, I really, I think every South African needs to be to receive some form of relief, mm. whether it is in the 350 uh, format. That I, I I don't want to lie. I, I can't really comment what the shape should be, um, what the relief going forward should be, whether it should be um, the issue around an income grant for everyone. The shape of the relief South Africans that are unemployed, including the job losses that are, we are experiencing, I am 100% for the view that South Africans must be assisted and must be supported by us as a department. What I cannot say is 
what form must it take? Because in reality, uh, when we, uh, when I would say something to you on SAFM mm-hmm. as a, you know, the second in charge of social development in the country, mm-hmm. that would be a policy statement, you know, that everybody can say, yeah, the deputy minister said. Mm-hmm. But I confirm that South Africans have to receive relief from social development. That is a must. It's okay. not something we need to negotiate. What we need to negotiate is the form and if the how and the what. Mm. But the relief they are entitled to because our social security system in the constitution says no South African should not receive relief. So that one uh, is not negotiable. Deputy we Minister, need to make sure yes. that it happens. Deputy Minister, there was um, a delay in payments of some of the grants that started coming in and uh, there was a commitment that the grants will be paid um, by the end of the month. In fact, some of those which were rejected, were rejected, you have said that they will be reviewed and are likely to be paid as well. Can you just further elaborate on that? Um, firstly, let me explain what, it, what, what, what actually is South Africa Yes. Everybody that had applied in May um, needs to be back paid, um, whether because there was a lot of systems error. So what happens is that we've got one, the people that receive our grants every day, right? And then um, we, all, we now need, needed to create a new file. Um, we needed to make sure that we create a new file. Um, so we needed to make sure that it's a totally separate system from the one that we pay grants every day. So we needed to create a new file. Uh, because our offices were closed, we needed to go and create an online system. And then we needed to interface databases so that uh, we don't we make sure we pay the right person. But you know, whatever that you put in a computer, it's the margin errors are always there. So where you found people in decline because uh, the system said they have income when they actually have nothing. Um, where there was a delay because uh, we needed to create the file. But we also needed to make sure that people who don't have a bank uh, account are not excluded from the whole payment system. So that was also another additional delay. Now what is happening is that um, uh, we are taking people on review um, so that those that were declined uh, when they have nothing are actually reapplying and uh, people are being back paid. So if you um receiving your grant, you received it in May, uh, other people are experiencing that now they need to be paid for June and the system is pending and they can't get their grant. Um, it's also a post office system because those that are getting cash, they need to go to their post office and receive their money. But I want to promise South Africans that everybody that applies, that qualifies, must and will get their money back paid as well. What happens to those who lost their jobs between May and June? What happens to those, one of the most important things is that our back office work mm. is supposed to, you know, when you lose your job, mm. you kind of get, let's say you get re- re- retrenched um, or you get the letter that says you've lost your employment. That is what we need as a proof. Because remember when we run the system, one of the, of, of the things that we check is 
it's your bank account, it's your SARS details, it's your uh, home affairs uh, uh, details in terms of the population register. Are you a South African or are you a, an asylum seeker that holds the right papers? Are you a registered refugee? Um, and now recently we've added uh, those that are Zimbabwe, the, the, the permit holders from the Zimbabwean dispensation, the Lesotho permit holders in terms of that dispensation. Um, those are the two countries when they have the actual permit that they hold, that they received from home affairs after having been assessed. So if you lose your job between May, June, July, and you provide us with the evidence that I have lost my job, then we are able, we need to actually consider you. The difference between you and the other person that did not work is that that other person will get their payment retrospectively from May, but you will only get from the month that you lost your job. Okay. Amid the Deputy Minister Henrietta Bukhopani Zulu, who is a Deputy Minister of Social Development, I said I will take your calls on 0891-104-207. I will also take those WhatsApp notes on 0614-104-107. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Thank you so much for staying with us. Henrietta Bukhopane Zulu is a Deputy Minister of Social Development. She joins us now this afternoon for a Q&A session with you. A Deputy Minister, just before we go to the to the lines, I just want to ask you a question around the people who may have lost their jobs or I want to define it this way, who've lost income. And those people who may have lost income may not have necessarily be formal employment people they may have been in the informal sector either it's somebody who was selling vegetables on the side of the road how do you then verify those people if they 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 stopped working after the lockdown and and before that were actually trading but that has that has completely stopped um the first thing is that if you are an informal trader Uh um, whether you sell maguina yeah next to the road, or you sell the orange mm-hmm. or the city, mm-hmm. you are supposed to have a permit as a hawker from the municipality. Mm-hmm. You can't just wake up in the morning or wear a and say, no, uh, this corner is mine, I'm now going to. To make sure that the metropolis doesn't actually harass you, you need to have a, a piece of paper from the municipality. If you don't have it when they come, they can take your goods. So we start there. Um, there is uh, the acknowledgement of the informal se- sector, but their interventions are with the Department of Small Business. Okay. So there is um, a, a, a relief for hawkers in the informal sector, your tax shops, your taverns, all of those very, 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 very small businesses. And the fact that they would have a piece of paper to say, I was uh, saving, but you need to have something that says, our saving because the bylaws of the city doesn't allow you to just put up your so you need a small little piece of paper so those people with a small piece of paper will be able to approach uh, the department of small business and depending on the response from the department of small business because what we also have outside of cash is get what we call social relief of distress which only lasts for three to six months so there is that particular relief that we will give you, uh, which is a food package while uh, you are sorting out your issues with the Department of Small Business if you have lost income and you were self-employed. So 
we do have that mechanism, uh, which is easy and simple to apply for. All our offices are now open. Even your local DSD offices are open where you can go, depending whether it's the SASA office or the DS social development office, which is nearest to you, you can approach both. And then you will get the social relief of distress while you are sorting out your proof or all of what, what is needed. And that is important for uh, uh, oversight, monitoring, and accountability. Because if you don't produce anything, then all of us are going to be a magnificent Somehow, there needs to be uh, accountability by us to the Auditor General, but also to South Africans who are taxpayers. So, to make sure... Go ahead, Deputy Minister. No, I think so. To make sure there's control, there is a piece of paper. Um, And if you don't have it, then we will assist you with the social relief of distress whilst maybe you go do an affidavit because the social relief of distress... Uh, you get an assessment and then you get uh, assistance. Does it it refer to casual labor as well? So somebody who was maybe working at different places uh, one day at somebody else's, some one day somebody else's house um, and then were not formally employed, do they need to get some sort of paperwork to get this grant? If you were doing peace job, Mm. that's what we call it, Akirikokas, Mm -hmm. His job or Tina Koha Henrietta today, Tina Koha Pimelo tomorrow, with a daddy The law says for as long as somebody works for you for more than 24 hours, you must register them with the UIF. It's a must. But we know that a lot of us don't follow the law. And that's Mama Waki's job. And will qualify a female because when you pay her, you don't pay her co-banking. You give her 100 grand or 200 grand that you've agreed upon. So she will not necessarily, you don't call that consistent income. Mm. So the assessment that we do for the 350 is do you have consistent income per month of more than 1,050 rand that can reflect that you, you receive that amount of money. But most of the time, how we had a defeat job, or like now it was locked down. There's no way I wanted a visit. You were not allowed to move to anywhere. So yes, you do qualify because you have lost income. Okay. Deputy Minister, let's just take some voice notes. Lots of people want to uh, ask you some questions. Let's uh, start with this one. Uh, good day, Pimelo. Can you please assist and pass this uh, information to a uh, Deputy Minister? Yes. I once applied and uh, it told, I, I got a message that uh, they say I, I had an income in the last 18 months and uh, unfortunately, unfortunately I last worked in 2016, so it's worrying me, I don't know what to do. Good, good afternoon, Pumelo, let me go straight to the question. Uh, Ms. Mahopane Zulu, can you take this number 0739397885? I dislike what is happening to the SASA. I apply for granted SASA. I'm living with disability. There's nothing I get it from SASA. There's nothing I get even for stress relief fund. Please may you call me Ms. Mahopane Zulu. Also, your minister knows about my matter. I'm Tingana here in Port Elizabeth. Thank you. 
Hello, Pamela and the Deputy Minister there. Uh, last month I did try to check one this has updates for this class grant on WhatsApp. And uh, the message I got, I'll read it. It says, Here is the status of your application declined for May 2020. Reason none. So I don't understand. How can they say the reason for declining my application is none? Which means they find nothing wrong on my application, but still they did decline it. So I don't know what to do now. Please help. I and I am from KSSN. All right. I'll be back with more of your questions and more of your calls in a short while. I just want to go quickly to Uzi Lasaku for the latest in headlines at 1.30. Here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. SAFM 105.7 FM in Cape Town. Deputy Minister Henrietta Bukhopani Zulu is with us. She's a Deputy Minister of Social Development, taking your questions throughout the show, well, at least for the next 30 minutes. Deputy Minister, welcome back. And let's just go back to the questions that came through. Is it possible for somebody to not be given a reason for for declining? So the the SMS that came through to this particular person said, reason given is none for for declining this particular application. Um. As I said, when we started, Pinelo, uh, I already explained what happened. Uh, it is a new system that we deployed, and there's a lot of people that got the exact same SMS. Mm. And that's where we made the call to say, you just reapply um, the way you have done, because uh, we are taking all of those on review. So those that have that SMS that says uh, declined no reason, mm-hmm. we just resubmit the, w- the exact same way, way you have done, and um, we are now on 100% uh, employees, and then we we now will be making sure that all of them. So you follow the exact same route okay. that you had followed, and then now that we are on 100% capacity, our staff are calling those that uh, are feeling uh, 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 that have received the exact same without them having any income. All right. The second thing is the, the, the let me just, can, can I just just mm-hmm. make uh, make it clear for all of us who are listening, in the sense that even if you reapply, the this, this, the second batch that you're reviewing now, are you ever going to get um, an SMS that says declined and the reason is none, or will you always expect a specified reason for for declining an application? Now that the system is up and running and it's tested and it's working, because mm-hmm. we've already paid more than 3.5 million people, um, and we are making sure every day we pay half a million people um, so that the system doesn't crash also. So you would not get a, an SMS that says no reason. Okay. We, we now, the system... Uh, will tell you, you you are receiving UIF or you are listed for UIF mm. or you actually have an income of more than 1,050 rand for the past three months. Okay. So we would give you a reason now right. because the system is up and running. Hence I'm saying okay. those that have these SMSs that they were declined because they applied like in May, mm-hmm. um, they are they're going to be able to send the same message. You apply again, but you also send the message Okay. that I was amongst the people that was declined and then we're going to pay you 
retrospectively. So you, you treat it like it's an me. error message. So do it the application again. Yes. All do right. the application again. And then somebody will ask you whether, you know, the system will tell us because you applied with your ID. Okay. And then the system will say that this is not a new application. Mm-hmm. It, 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 this person had applied. And then we take you straight to the review process mm-hmm. so that um, you can then be paid. Okay. Uh, for the for the for the May since May, so let's say you up, but if you applied in June, you cannot be paid for May because you had not applied in May. For for with regards to the second voice note, I, we will send that to you separately. That particular person who I think it's a it's a complicated case, and then the one where the, the, the there is a dispute about how long he's been out of work for. He says he hasn't been working from 2014. Your system says no, he's been working. Uh, how does that person uh, deal with this? That is all the people we are taking on review. All right, because um, remember we said our system is running against SARS. It's running against the UIF. It's running against the compensation of employees, the, 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 what you call it, the pension system. We run it against Home Affairs. We run it against PESAL, which is the government. Uh, and we, at SARS, we also run it against PSUN because we run it against uh, your, your normal e-filing, but we also run it very specifically against PSUN. So um, other people like for instance SARS will tell us that this person is working only to find that the app, the details of the person was never updated mm. that you are actually now unemployed mm-hmm. and um uif says no but this person is registered with us and um they they were working for henrietta and they qualify for uif so now what we managed to get the system to do is to actually give you a reason so that if you did not know that you actually qualify for UIF, then the system says, you know, but actually you are registered for UIF, please go and apply at the, the UIF office. Because some people don't even know that they actually were registered for UIF and they are actually supposed to get it. So we've managed to now get uh, the system to actually begin to give as, as, as we send people to review. It's not automatic that you're going to get the money. That's why we call it a review. Okay. We're now going to tell you, but, okay, no, but actually your ID number, you qualify for UIS. So go and apply for UIS. So your SMS will now come with a reason. But if actually it's systems error from all of the other systems we, com- with, with, uh, co- we are com- like taking with, then you will be paid from the time that you apply. Deputy Minister, a question is coming through and lots of people are saying they themselves uh, have bank accounts, but you have sent them to post office to, to get their money. Why is that when we're, when we're supposed to be encouraging people to social distance? No. If the first SMS you get, also I want South Africans to be honest because it's also not uh, a nice to all the time be made to feel like you don't know what you're doing. The first SMS you get when you apply at SASA is the acknowledgement. The second SMS says, please submit your banking details if you have a bank account. That is the second SMS you get. Please submit your banking account if you have a banking account. And if you don't respond with your banking details, 
then you get an SMS that says, please go to the post office so they can open an account and be able to pay you. So if you have a bank account, you are requested to submit the, the, the banking details so that your money can then be paid to your account. If you don't have, then you go to the post office and then you'll be given cash at the post office. Okay. Silo, you calling from Pulukwani. Good afternoon, Silo. Afternoon. How are you, ma'am? I'm well, thanks. Go ahead, Silo. I'm okay. Uh, I did make an application on May. And since May, always the system say I must uh, update my status. When I go through to update the status, the system is off. So even today, I, I, I even wrote emails. I don't get to respond so I'm asking myself, because I, I even went with my friend the first time when we went to register. He got the SMS. He got, he was paid. And I, I never received any SMS, any email respond, nothing. Even on WhatsApp, they say, check uh, update your ID number. It's, 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 it's on the system. Check where you update your status. When I go to the status, the system is offline. So I don't know what to do then. Okay. So, Lo, thank you very much for that, Deputy Minister. I just want to also add another voice note here. In fact, it's a it's a tweet. It says that, Pimelo, I assisted my neighbor to apply for the grant in May. She got approved in June. Uh, updated details in, on June the 5th. No payment payout till today. And that's uh, one of the other messages coming through. Deputy Minister, let me just take a quick break, and then I'll be back with more of your responses. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Deputy Minister Henrietta Bukhopane Zulu is joining us this afternoon and she is a Deputy Minister of Social Development. Deputy Minister, the questions uh, around payment and those who were approved and are still awaiting payment, uh, I know that you addressed it earlier, but maybe they didn't hear it. Go ahead. Um, let me just answer Silo in terms of his friend being paid and then every time he goes on, and the system says he must update his uh, details, and every time it goes back. Um, I would um, encourage him to just send me an iMessage okay. so so that I can actually try to understand why is it that when he is supposed to update his status, then it pays off. Okay. So he will get me on Facebook and then he can just inbox me. Okay. so that I can um, try and resolve, because it doesn't make sense. You, you, when you get the message that says update your status, we either need additional information from you, mm. and then you are able to go into your status, and the system should not lock him out all the time. Okay. But that goes for the rest of South Africans. If you are experiencing what similar experience, that means there's something wrong that we need to technically resolve so that you can get paid, and I want to... Re- reassure all those likes and love that you will be paid because we will have the proof that you applied in May. So if July it means you will get three fifty times three. When are you hoping to to finally get to everybody? Because I know that you're saying about five hundred thousand people are being paid per day. We are looking at the deadline that we have in terms of back payments and sorting out uh, you know, like now we are on full capacity. That's why we are able to pay half a million people every day. Is that by the 30th, uh, by the 30th of July, we should be up to date 
and uh, we must have cleared the bedlock because what we are doing now is also clearing the bedlock. So we try and balance out like maybe we pay 400000 for those that had applied in May, uh, June, and then also uh, July. So we kind of like run a, what you call it, a parallel system where we're updating the payments, but we are also accepting new applications. So we try and balance uh, the payments, make it like a relay. So today, if we pay 250 back payments, then 250,000 would be new applications. But but we are looking at making sure that by the 30th of July, we've cleared all our backlogs and we have paid those that uh, actually qualify to get the grant. All right. Anonymous, you're calling from KZN. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Anonymous. Yes. Welcome to the show. Go ahead. The Deputy Minister is listening. Okay. My question to Deputy is that my son has a problem with the post office. They are refusing to give him his grant because he's currently waiting for his ID from home affairs. But he did provide the, whole, the, uh, the post office with the document from Home Affairs with his details. Stating he did apply for the ID, he's just waiting for it. Deputy Is Minister. there any other way that he can access this uh, 350? Okay, just hold on on the line for Deputy Minister. Do you want to respond, Deputy Minister? Unfortunately, Mojimi, for us, you must have your ID. Um, we don't process grants on temporary applications. Uh, the Social Assistance Act does not allow us. And so what we encourage is that once you've sorted out your issues with home affairs, then you can come to us because there is now a home affairs uh, a challenge. And because she had an old ID and she knows her ID number, um, she still needs to get the actual ID. That is what the law says. And so if this takes too long, will you still be paying this retrospectively even after you've closed down on these on these grants? Yes, because they, they have the proof that they had applied and that they were waiting for their ID. Yes, they will be paid okay. retrospectively because their grant was approved. Okay. What needed to happen is for control purposes, I can give you an example, uh, Pimelo. When we started, we allowed uh, uh, people, like acknowledging that there are people that are sick uh, that cannot go on that particular, you know, that are bad ridden and all of that, you know. Mm-hmm. But as, as we all know, then fraud came into the picture and then we had a lot of fraud. We even had people applying in prison and then sending their friends to go and collect, which is not allowed because when you are housed in a government facility, you don't qualify for the 350. So we had a lot of fraud, which also set us back like 10 days to clean up the system. Hence, where that what the provision we had made, uh, uh, we had to take it away and actually follow the Social Assistance Act to the latter because South Africans started abusing the system. David, you're calling from Mpumalanga. Good afternoon, David. Good afternoon, David. Hi, Pamela, and Hi. Uh, Deputy Minister. Hi. Uh, Pamela, I hope you can hear me. Clearly, yes, yes, loud and clear, David. Because uh, in where I'm sitting, usually the reception is not well. Pamela, I'm sorry if maybe I'm I'm diverting from uh, from the 
the topic at hand. I've got one question for Deputy Minister. With the frustration of South Africans, Africans, I have to emphasize that, for South Af- the, 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 the frustration of the system from South Africans that I, norm- I, I, I normally listen to, to, to your show uh, 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 daily panel, though I don't call, and not only yours, and other shows as well. I listen to the voices of frustrated South Africans. How did our government come to a decision of including foreigners whereby we, South Africans, vote for them into power to execute and decide on our behalf. They go all out to decide and include foreigners on our money. How did, how did, they, how did they decide that? Did they, did they do, maybe, um, maybe I'm speaking out of ignorance. Did they do any sort of consultation or something? I just need a simple straight uh, answer, Pamelo. Because you know what? We are going to the vote. Next year is the vote, Pamela. Really, I'm, I'm really fed up. I'm really fed up with our government system. Really. I'm really fed up. These people don't take us serious. They'll be going around making political statements, uh, uh, Pamela. Can we answer me, please? Thank you, Pamela. All right, David. Thanks very much for that. Let me just take a quick break, Deputy Minister, and I'll give you a chance to respond to David. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. All right, I'm with the Deputy Minister of uh, Social Development, Henrietta Bukhopane Zulu, who is going to be with us until 2 o'clock. Deputy Minister, that call from David, do you want to respond to that? Let me just remind David and a lot of South Africans that feel like him. Uh, it is not about us including foreigners in South African money. Section 27 of the Constitution of South Africa adopted in 1996 is very clear. If you are an asylum seeker and you have been granted asylum in South Africa, and if you are a refugee and you have been granted refugee status in South Africa, you qualify and you are also a permanent uh, resident in South Africa, you qualify by law for every benefit South African has. Because uh, asylum seekers are running either from war, whatever the different reasons in their respective countries, and South Africa gives them asylum. Just like when we were running from apartheid, people gave us asylum. Let's just remind each other. And then when you are a refugee, you also get registered that you have sought refuge for one reason or the other. And South Africa gives you refuge. And when you are a permanent resident, it means you've been in South Africa for more than 10 years and you applied for a permanent residence, which means you have now given up your citizenship of another country and you are now a South African. Those are constitutional issues. With regard, and, and, and we therefore uh, have to ensure that uh, we cater to them because even in the Social Assistance uh, Act and in the Social uh, Security a part of the constitution they are already catered for. Our responsibility as government is to implement. With regard to the Zimbabwean and the Lesotho clinical holders dispensation, South African non-governmental organizations took the South African government, which is ourselves, as social development and home affairs, to court. And it is not us, uh, David, we are implementing a 
constitutional court judgment against the South African government. So it's important, and, and, and the, the court, the judge in court said we must include them uh, for for the time that they are here because we recognized and registered them and gave them payments. There was a court application that non-governmental organizations who are South Africans took the Department of Social Development and Home Affairs to court, and the judge ruled. So it's really not us sitting somewhere and making decisions like David is saying, as if uh, we know. We are implementing a court judgment that as government we have to comply with because we were taken to court. We went to court to defend and, and explain, but the judge finally made his own decision. So issues like those can really be raised with the Chief Justice Mokwen Mokwen in terms of what are the judgments that are coming out of our court. As government, we are obligated because we are a we have separation of powers between ourselves, parliament, and the judiciary. Right. So some of these are not necessarily our decisions. Let's go to some voice notes. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pamela and your team there. Uh, to your guest. Um, I have applied and uh, I was approved, but my question is that um, last month on, the, on, the, on, the, on June, I received my first payment, and that was on the, on the 13th. So I thought maybe it will take uh, a month to month forward to, re- to, to get uh, uh, the next payment. So I wanted to know. What are the procedure going forward for, for a person to be able to get there, the next one? Thank you. Hello, Pamela. Uh, it's Ayanda M again from Kazakhstan. The, the problem now, if you try to re- reapply again, it says your ID is already exist in the, in, 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 it's already exist. So you can't like apply again. So uh, now the minister is confusing me now. I, I also want to check here. Um, my sister has actually done the application. In May, the application was approved. Now, and the, the payment date was the 11th of June. So after the 11th of, 11th of June, when we checked, it's now pending. So I really don't understand what's happening there. Afternoon, Pamelo and the Minister. I just want to ask, I applied for a grant in 2008. I was granted for 2008 and 2009. Towards the end of 2009, I got a peace job where I was working and I was paid. And then uh, in the end of 2009, they closed my grant when I, for my two children. When I went to the offices, I was told that because they discovered that I am working. And I said, but it was only a temporal job, which was three months. Months. And then now, since 2009 up to now, they've been sending me pillow to pillow for reviewing, for reviewing. I even asked for a manager at the office, and I haven't got any help. My child now, the, the older one, is turning 18 in, in October. I have never received a grant. I have never been employed. I only worked for that three months in 2009. Please assist me if you can. How do I make this clear and apply for a grant? Deputy Minister, let's start with that very uh, voice note that just came through now. I think it is important for South Africans to actually respect uh, the grant. Um, When you get a job, it is your responsibility 
to advise us. When we discover it ourselves, then that becomes fraud. So what the lady has done, the fact that she had a job for three months, she never informed Sasa. She continued to get the grant. And then we discovered ourselves that she got a peace job. That is why she is going from one pillar to post, because we took her on review. But if at the time that she got the job, she went to Sasa and said, I got a peace job for three months, she was just going to be suspended, and then she will be put back. So it's important that we also understand the fraud issues and the dishonesty. And then we put you on review because now we are the ones that discovered ourselves. You did not become honest as a South African to say, uh, for these two months, can you exit me from the clan because I got a good job. And those are real uh, challenges uh, that come with the social security system and us managing it. But like I said earlier on, is that when they punch her ID number all the time at the local office, it will say pending or it will say went for review. That's why she is frustrated. So she can inbox me as well, as I said earlier, so that we can see how we assist her. But this is a typical example where I want to say to those that are listening, don't make us find you that you are working. Because when we find you, then we blacklist you. Then you struggle the day you need the grant. But when you are an honest South African and you go to South Africa, I'm now getting, I have a peace job of more, because there's a, what is it? The determining line is if you have an income of more 1,050 rand, you actually, um, we then put you on a means test because all the grants, Epimelo, are means tested. And that is what South Africans must always remember. So she can inbox me on my Facebook page. I will try and assist. But this is one example where we are saying, please be honest with yourself because every month we run our system against different systems to check the ID numbers and all of that. And we do want to make sure that South Africans understand that we, we do need their cooperation in this regard. Deputy Minister, I'm going to ask that you just respond to one last one because we've run out of time. We'll probably ask you to, to join us again next week. We just cannot get through to all of this. I don't know if you can consider that and maybe we can arrange with you. Sure. All right. No problem, just the, the, the last one that came through, will you, are you able to respond to it very quickly for us? Sure. Which one is it? Um, the one that came oh, through. The yes. one that says when he tries to reapply, yes, yes. the system says um, you already exist. Yes. Yes. The system, as I said earlier, Pimelo, the system will definitely say you already exist. Yes. All he needs to do is to uh, go on to his status and then update that can I be taken on review. But let, as I said, I am very willing and uh, uh, available so find me, Henrietta Ipileng Bokopani Zulu. Inbox me and I'll personally make sure your problems are sorted out uh, with the relevant uh, officials so that you're not sent from pillar to pool. We really appreciate the time you've taken to talk to us and, uh, and, uh, and I promise I will I'll make time again next week so that we can uh, answer some of the questions that are coming through, Deputy Minister. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming through today. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you very much, Deputy Minister of Social Development, Henrietta Bukhopani Zulu. And I do promise to bring her back next week. And most of you who still have questions, we were not able to get to you just because we've run out of time. But we will pick this up again next week. Thanks very much for for all of you who've sent in your voice notes and your questions. It's two o'clock. Let's go to Utsi Lesaku for the latest in SABC News.